This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Curse Marfarica. Hola. David, the host of the podcast. The third. Hi, everybody. And I would walk 500 miler. Mike Myler is here. Bonjour. <laughs> um, that's how the French say bonjour, because they oh, don't I'm, like to use all the letters. And specifically, if you hear them ever speak Spanish, like an actual native Spanish, French speaker, they just like try to remove as many consonants as possible. It's so for infuriating. I can't. Oh, my God. Jesus. So what does bonjour sound like? Yeah, bonjour. Bonjour. Like th- that would be unacceptable. Like, my name is Mike. Nobody, uh, nobody's gonna get that. Like, how do you like? I think I honestly think they just like make noises at one another to feel good about themselves, not to communicate. Anyway, let's not talk uh, about the French. Donde está la biblioteca? There's parts of England where they do that to English too, where they just shorten all the words until you, unless you're you're familiar with it, you can't understand what they're saying. Yes, but we're not we're not talking about Texas, y'all. I've been watching the uh, old Saturday Night Live episodes on Hulu. So not old, like 10 years old. And the Russell Brand episode, they had a whole thing about that where they're just making fun of like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and all those like British crime movies. And it's like Bill Hader just jeepering at the camera in <laughs> English accent. Yeah. Uh, um, Erica, which, which state sounds like Boomhauer? Can you hear me at all? I can yes. hear you. I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. Like I, I said Mike like four times and he never sorry. responded. I'm sorry. Well, well, I heard one. My bad. That's okay. Do you speak fluent French? Uh, I you speak semi-fluent French. Uh, I dated a French woman for uh, like four years, and okay. I took classes and stuff. But like, yeah, I, okay. I could get by if I was in France. I I was just curious. I know like it didn't lead anywhere funny. I just was legitimately curious because I think it's very cool to be able to speak another language. And I was trying to watch. Well, okay, so I decided that I because I've never really read um, um, Notre Dame de Paris. Um, so I thought, oh well, I'll find it on Audible, and you know on audible in english it's the hunchback of notre dame and then on uh, and then but it's actually notre dame de paris so i didn't know if it would be a different book 
Uh-huh. Like if they had made any changes. So I tried to listen to Notre Dame de Paris, but it is always in French. And then I was like, that's okay. I'll just listen to this in French and then maybe I'll pick up something. And I was like, nope, not not a fucking thing. Not a goddamn, I can't understand a fucking thing they're saying. So I was, I'm very impressed by your, your ability to speak French. It seems very difficult. French well, is Erica way just, easier to read than it is to speak. Way easier to read. Erica just one nerdy thing with listening to a language she doesn't understand. <laughs> well, I um, figured, I figured, like, because it's like, like, like any book, right? Like, if you, if you know the story well enough, and I don't know this story well enough, but I know, you know, a general gist of it. I figured if I listen to this in another language, I will be at least able to pick out something that I would know, that I would recognize. But it was, it was not. Do you ever watch stuff on your computer on Netflix? Mm-hmm. There is a great uh, app you can get called Language Learning with Netflix, where they will, yeah, they'll show you the subtitles in English and another language, and you can like listen to it in another language, and it's it's very helpful to uh, pick up pick up another language. Mm, I. Um, that, that seems possible. Um, I have tried to, because my, my husband's hard of hearing. So we always have the caption for oh, yeah. literally yeah. everything. Oh. I just watch everything with captions now. And some people are like, why are the captions on? And I'm like, oh no, I can turn them off for you. It's fine. You know, I'm just used to it. There's no point in turning them off at this point. Um, but I really like watching stuff from other countries. So like there was like a, sh- uh, I think it was, um, a Brazilian show I was watching. And then there was like a Portuguese show and then there was a a Swedish show and and I would have the subtitles on and they would be dubbed but it would not be remotely the same thing like what the whoever did the like the voice acting was not saying anything that the subtitles were like they just they they just did not match up so at some point I just turned off like the English dubbing and just started reading everything because it just made more sense to me so sorry tangent my apologies Brian you were gonna ask me a question um I was gonna ask you um i don't remember i i do want to say that bullshitting with erica is a nice little opening segment (laughs) (laughs) um sorry i didn't mean to go off the rails i was very interested fine with me um i do want to say one thing For those of you who don't know, for the listeners who don't know Mike Myler, Mike Myler, why don't you give a little introduction about yourself? Six oh. minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a full-time freelancer in the RPG industry for going on like seven years, I think. Um, you can find all my stuff at MikeMyler.com. Predominantly, I make campaign settings. I'm the editor for the E Insider Patreon, which is the best D&D deal on the internet. Uh, you can give us a dollar a month. We are now up to 350 articles, and you can download them all as soon as you remember. Uh, so... Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's insane how good that deal is. But, uh, lately I've been, um, doing project management and writing for advanced fifth edition, uh, level up advanced fifth edition it's called. And, uh, it's been eating away at my soul. Would uh, you call it D and D 5.5? The it, it, the analogy would be more like what Pathfinder did to D and D point five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's five point two five. Uh, five point seven five. Yeah, I think five point seven five would be a better. Fair better enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be backwards compatible. Um, I am I am the 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 watch on the wall about that one. But uh, it will also be its own standalone game. So yeah, it is level. That up, was fantastic. Uh, 
That was great because I have, outside of talking about the show, I have never heard anybody use I am the watcher on the wall to describe them making sure something doesn't happen before. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. You, is that from you something? Or? Game of Thrones. Yeah, bro. Game of Come Thrones. On. Oh, I've never read those. I've only watched the show. Oh, don't yeah, bother. It's in the show, it's too. It's in the show. We are the watchers on the wall. <laughs> well, I yeah. know the books diverge more farther down the line, but I read the first book and I watched, and, and then, then, then the first season came out and I was like, why the fuck did I bother reading this book? Cause yeah, the first season is very close to the first book, yes. but after yeah. that it diverges quite mm-hmm. a lot. Great. It gets I, wider when, and wider and then near the George end. George R. R. Martin is like a modern day Steinbeck with Grapes of Wrath. He just takes fucking forever. Yeah, I don't so have well, the time for it. When, um, to- when Mike said he was the watcher on the wall, I heard the watcher on the wall, which made me think of Mike mounted on a wall and he's one of those cat clocks. Oh, yes. But because it's Mike, it's like Cthulhu-esque, so he's like a cat clock and it has a big gaping mouth and it's eating the souls of everyone in the room and i was stuck on that imagery and then you pulled it back to game of thrones and i my brain couldn't compute because i was thinking about people being abstractively devoured by a cat clock that's also mike Mylan. well speaking of disturbing things and like shows from across the the, the pond I, I put a link in there for in the chat for spitting image did you guys know about this show because no. it, it's it's nightmare induced. Holy fuck, no, that's no disgusting. Thanks. No thanks. <laughs> it's these like it's this BBC show with uh, foam puppets or foam and rubber. I talk, I, I, I don't know. That really disturbing, like grotesque puppetry. Yeah. It's like somebody took a caricature, like if you walked up to somebody and they drew a caricature of you, but then made it real. Yeah, no thanks. It's wow. uh, I, I found out about it this morning and um, it's going to be my obsession this weekend, I think. I watched a little bit when I was a kid and I think the people who did the puppets for it did that Land of Confusion um, um, Genesis video. Probably. Yeah, I, I remember seeing those puppets. They've been around yeah. since the 80s. Yeah, no, it's, it's a show that started in, I think, 1984 and ran to 96. And they're reviving it now on uh, the Brit box or whatever it is uh, over there. I'm but yeah, sorry, no. but that's like like caricatures look all adorable because they're on a picture, but once you make them 3D, that is disturbing yeah. as fuck. It truly is. And it's, it's yeah, I, I, I got so many thoughts on this because like I said, I found this morning. And, yeah. Oh my God, I can't. I have to close that window. That's disgusting. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Second, right. I was right. They did do the puppets for the Land of Confusion music video. So if you ever want to see something really disturbing, as Genesis, you with those puppets, watch the Land of Confusion music video. Speaking of Genesis, I introduced my husband to Genesis like two weeks ago. He had no idea. How did you know Genesis? They like a cousin uh, thing or something? No, not like in person, but like but he, <laughs> he has a, di- a completely different taste in music, and like he had no idea that Phil Collins was in Genesis or any of the music that they did. He only knew like Phil Collins, and I was oh. like. Oh, you no, here, let me. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Did you guys see the the two the two kids uh react? Well, I guess they're not kids, they're like 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I showed that to my wife and now she's like obsessed with the channel and we've watched like 50 of their videos. What are you talking about? Okay, so there's these two kids. Well, I don't know. They're like teenager kids. And they have never listened to like like certain things. And they're listening to it. And they're recording themselves listening to it. And in this case, uh, it was um, Air of the Night. And so they're listening to it. And they're like, yeah, this is all right. All right. And then the drum solo hit. And they like lose their mind. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. 
it was it's very entertaining because they had never heard it before but you know like we do every time you hear that song you're like just waiting you're waiting for the drum solo to pop and they they had no idea it was coming it was very very entertaining yeah twins the new trend and part of it is that they're twins so like their reactions Mm. are not identical but like they're very similar and they tend to have react at the same time so like there's this weird synchronicity going on that you just don't normally see from performers of any stripe because you know they're not genetically identical okay i added it to my watch later list yeah it's cool yeah and and they're super happy positive you'll you'll really like it i love reaction videos i watch a lot of reaction videos i um watching people react to listening to tool for the first time is a very fun thing to do Mm mm-hmm I I enjoy watching people uh, listen to Tool as instrumental, like an orchestra is playing the music, and they're like, whoa, and I'm like, now let me show you what it really is. It's like they they can't, like, put the two together. Sorry, tangent. Anyway, that's who I am. As as probably imagine if you've listened to this show before, we do not have a topic play planned for today's episode. Um, we had plans, but they got thrown out for reasons that happen. Um, we, you know, stuff happens and you can't make it work. Um, Oregon and California are on fire. We'll blame that. <laughs> um, they have gender reveal parties. So today we're going to talk about a topic that we don't know yet. But first, but first we're going to play what's nerdy with you, where everybody. He talks about the nerdiest thing they did in the last two weeks, and then we're going to vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system to see who wins this week. And we are so privileged to have Mike Myler here to, you know, see how the widgets have been treated. He will uh, make sure we're feeding them correctly. And if we're not, he will report us to the authorities. I promise we have not fed them after midnight. Well, I assure you that I do not like the authorities, so hopefully we can keep out of it. We've gotten involved with them before, you know, transdimensional police or not. You have to deal with all the fluids and the and the you know, they they want to sample things. It's it's not it's not a good thing. Look, I'm just going to tell you, there's no song called Fuck the Trans Interdimensional Firefighter. All right. (laughs) Not in this dimension. (laughs) Take a minute. I think it's good. Well, what's what's been nerdy with you, Brian? Um, what's been nerdy with me is I am not the guest in this episode, so I don't go first. Aww. The guest in this episode still is Mike Myler. Damn it. So, <laughs> what's been nerdy oh with God. you, my friend? Uh, okay, so uh, that's laid me. Sorry. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks is a long time for me because I I don't ever stop working. Um, it can be <sighs> much. It can be more than two weeks. It's basically all right. The so thing that the, pops into uh, your head. The hiring process for that level up project, it took like two weeks to do uh, because first we picked out people we wanted to invite. Uh, there was like, I don't know, a couple dozen, uh, most of whom responded. And then we opened it up to general applications, which were in excess of 150, 106 or 70, something like that. Uh, and then I had to sort through all those and we picked out our, our top candidates there. And then we emailed all them. And then we also had like candidates. Um, and uh, I made a design test for them. So basically like how good are you with, you know, making game mechanics and stuff, fifth edition D. And uh, then I had to grade all their design tests. And uh, then we finally got them together. And that's not even like the, 
the nerdiest part because like that 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 was all you know discretional work that I could handle here and there. Since then, I've been project managing, which is not fun for like thirty people, uh, thirty five people. I don't mean <laughs> dozens of people. So like, there's a Trello board that I got to stay on top of, and then also there's this Discord chat where they just go insane as soon as anybody talks about the bloody condition from fourth edition. Uh, and then um, yeah, they all want to put their work in different places, and they don't use the style. It's yeah, so my, my, my nerdy thing has been uh, managing a bunch of nerds. That just sounds like work, Mike. I mean, it is. It is it's nerdy work. I mean, it does qualify as nerdy work. Oh, I'm not saying it's not nerdy. I'm just saying that doesn't sound like a fun nerdy thing at all. Yeah, it's not usually really the rules of the game. It doesn't have to be fun. It just has to be nerdy. The difference I, from... I didn't say <laughs> it had to be fun. All I'm saying is I feel empathy for Mike because even though that is nerdy and it is time consuming, it does not sound like fun. It's, Am it's I not just, allowed to express empathy, Brian? Is this what you're trying to tell me right now? Brian's mic is currently muted. Please, <laughs> please resume. Usually I have an easier time with it, but like usually I'm the, the person in charge, and this time I'm not in charge. I have uh, a boss, so I have to do what my boss tells me to do or wants to happen, uh, which I don't always agree with. And uh, then I have to fight with them about it. And I don't only, I don't know exactly where my parameters are for like authority and stuff. So it's mm. yeah. David, I mean, he, you sound really far away. Yeah, David. David is not anywhere. Where are you, David? <laughs> David. Hello. We can hear you. Just I, I, I just hear a super faint, distant David. Yeah, really, really far away. What happened? Hmm. When, when in doubt, unplug it and plug it back in. That's what she. <laughs> always what she says. Uh, yeah. Uh, Morris is a good boss, though. I like him. I, I get away with tons of stuff, like sending him offensive British memes about how they use biscuits on the internet to track what you're doing on their websites. <laughs> um, so it could be worse. Certain, uh, yeah. No, you're still super faint. Not the cool, like, gloss dance faint either. Just, like, hard to hear. It's a deep cut for my, for my gloss. It's weird. It's like David's mic sensitivity just turned all the way down. Yeah, pop open your audio controls and see if you can. Oh, Mike Myler just went super faint. Uh-oh. Oh, Maybe no. No, not on my end. I can hear Mike just fine. No, nah, he sounds fine now. It's just David. David's turn next. You have to, you have to fix your fucking mic, David. Yeah, I don't know why. What the fuck? Oh. Okay, that sounds better. like it's getting a little better. I haven't done anything. Hey. Nope, it's getting better. What? Ah! You're good. It's Skype, man. I don't know how many times I got to tell you. Think the devil. I haven't done a single thing. That was Why weird. is that happening? Um, David, what we're going to do is I would like you to disconnect from the Skype call and rejoin it. Um, sure. On that Twins and New Trend uh, stuff, the, the kids reacting, I'm not totally certain they haven't heard some song. Hello? Oh, yeah, I'm not either. I'm looking at some of these, and it's like... Uh... The YMCA song? Come on, guys. We've Hello? all heard the YMCA. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you now, Dave. Coming better? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. That was, that was weird. I literally didn't change any settings. I didn't touch anything. I didn't even move. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. My guess is it was connection related. That's why we disconnect and reconnect. That's fine. Stupid. Like in one of these, they're like, it's the first time I'm hearing a rock song. But in a previous video, he's wearing a Metallica shirt. And they yeah. have Tupac's posters in the back. And they, the first time they hear this Tupac song, it's like, mm, well, they it. might put the posters up because that's the video oh. they're doing. And same with the T-shirts. I know a lot of people that okay. wear shirts or stuff they've never heard of before. I have my feathers. Um, it's okay. 
suspicious. Mm, Tupac's whatever. pretty specific, man. Like, if you're just, like, looking at 90s rap, I think you're more likely to pick up on Biggie Pac, but, like... Depends on where you are. Over here, no, it's Tupac. I guess, I guess, yeah, don't use Oh, coffee! Okay, oh, I'm, I'm going to rein things in a bit. We got one conversation about about Twins' new trend, and then we got Erica giving feathers to children. <laughs> So sorry, I thought I was on mute. No, so I had these pair of feather earrings that I had lost the other one to. Um, so I gave it to Rowan, thinking she would just like play with the feathers. Well, she ended up pulling the feathers off of the earrings. So she just brought me, I don't know if you heard it, she brought me the feathers in her hands. She goes, Mommy, I broke it. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? <laughs> it, was just, it was just the cutest thing. I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. You could have them. Okay. Sorry. Adorable. That's you. David, what was nerdy with you in the last few weeks? Uh, I went to Frankenson's last weekend for Ooh. the first time in a while. What was that like in well, this environment? It actually wasn't that different. Uh, they were only letting a certain number of people in, so there was a line that wrapped around the building and into the parking lot. But otherwise, it wasn't too bad. The lanes were all one way, but all the vendors were there. It was great. Air conditioning now. In I'm assuming building, everyone so. knows what Frankenstein's is, so it's probably a good idea to explain that. Right. Frankenstein's is a collectible show. If you've ever been to an anime con or a game con or, you know, any, any of those big conventions, it's effectively going into the dealer's hall. But it's a dealer's hall that's open to the public, and you don't actually have to go to pay for a convention to get into it. And it's open, like, Saturdays and Wednesdays, right? It's open Saturdays, Sundays, and Wednesday afternoons in the City of Industry in California. <laughs> this sounds suspiciously like a flea market. It yeah. is. It is, it but is it's very flea market. Stuff. But okay. on occasion, well, like, they have they have a little area where they do, like, sign in, signings and stuff <laughs> where you can meet celebrities. And Normally, <laughs> yes. However, no longer for, not in 2020 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's a California market. Yeah. For yeah, stuff. but it's it's all geek stuff. Video yeah. game, any any type of gaming stuff. I mean, there's even a. Uh, they actually just opened up a Dungeons and Dragons. There was a Dungeons and Dragons stall that was brand new that just opened. That they were selling uh, cosplay stuff and D and D books. This, it was and you're in Southern Cali. Yes, I'm in Southern yeah. California. That all tracks. Yeah. And I don't I think bought, they could get away with I, that in like Pittsburgh. I don't think there's a big enough market of like, but like Southern Cali. Yeah. I bought a life size uh, pop figure of uh, the child from the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's amazing. Frankincense has been around a long time. They're yeah. all collectibles. So yes. like if you need to get a very rare Barbie, it's where you go. <laughs> uh, b- baseball cards, basketball yeah. cards, football cards, uh, Disney pins, um, anything and everything. Right? It doesn't matter what it is. There's a booth there that's all just rubber ducks. When when I was in high school, a friend of mine um, sold magic cards at tournaments. And so on the weekend, he would pick me up at like three in the morning and we'd drive out to the city of industry and get to Frankenstein's before they opened. And we would buy flat pallets of magic cards at the crack of dawn and then go to Del Taco and open all the boxes, sort all the cards, and then go to the tournament and sell them at the vendor stand. This was a common weekend for me in high school. Yeah, sounds about right. And Frankenstein's yeah, is, is, is even more interesting. Um, it was TJ. That's who I thought well, it was. Well, it was TJ's cousin. He yeah. was the one who ran the, the vendor. But Well, a while ago, the they moved from the old location, which had bad parking and was not air-conditioned at all, into a new building that actually has decent parking and air-conditioning, and it's so much better. It's a bigger building, too, so there's more space inside. 
we used to have this amazing flea market down the, the way from my parents' house. Uh, it's gone now. It's like some soccer complex. But um, I was there when Operation Pipe Dreams went down. Pipe I don't Dreams, know what that is. Uh, that's where they got Tommy Chong. Okay. Where they tried to get Tommy Chong. You know, they were really guys. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's this huge nationwide like crackdown on head shops and uh, people make bongs, stuff like that. Oh, right. So, yes. We had two head shops in the flea market and I'm like walking around and like suddenly all these cops start swarming in and like giving this one guy a bunch of hassle and like walk by here like oh we're you know they're rescuing you got contraband paraphernalia so i walked down to um dirty larry uh dirty larry being this like that's not what he's crazy larry is what he want people to call him but like he was he was kind of a perv you know he's like trying to get like girls and and women to take pictures with him to put on the wall and he's like literally just a hippie shop filled with bongs and i'm like hey man the cops are are down the way like they're 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 gonna come to you in a couple of minutes and he's like everything's a dollar and like the whole place just like swarmed him and within like two or three minutes everything that he had that was illegal was gone nice and the cops showed up and were just like okay are you larry blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah yeah people were like <laughs> i mean while, while the cops are talking to him people are still like loading bongs into their cars and driving out of the flea market like yeah that's amazing it that's was pretty funny. it was pretty awesome yeah. i felt bad for him because i'm sure he lost a lot of money but like good for you well, you didn't get arrested larry yeah, right it's like you know lose lose some money or go to jail take your pick yeah exactly and he still he moved to the other flea market in town i haven't, I haven't been there in a couple of years i hope he's okay but uh yeah yeah crazy larry if you're ever in pittsburgh at the flea market look for him good to Great know guy. all right erica what's nerdy with you Oh, apparently I already said what was nerdy with me. I decided to try to, you know, listen to Notre Dame de Paris in front. Oh, okay. Sure, I guess. Ecoute. I mean, Brian said it was super nerdy, and it was nerdier than what I was going to say. So I was like, well, I guess. Brian says a lot of things. That doesn't mean anything. But here's the thing. He's always right. Because I do nerdy things. So talk about something. You're vamp for a minute. But he's always right because I'm always like doing things that I don't realize is nerdy. Like I did not think that was nerdy at all, at all. I was just like, oh, I am interested. I wonder, you know, like let's dive down this rabbit hole. And then I started to and he's like, wow, that was super nerdy. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess what I was going to say is I was going to say that I got super drunk last night and played uh, Apex with my brother and some of his friends for like eight hours because it's like the first time I was able to really like relax and cut back and realize that uh, I have not been playing a lot of first shooter, first person shooters in a while. And I was a tidbit rusty about it. Um, but I got the swing and I, you know, got some uh, game ending kills. So by the end of the night, it was fine. That was the thing that I was going to say. But then Brian reminded me I do other things. He always he's always like, that's really nerdy. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess like, <laughs> I, I never think about it that way. It's, it's kind of like, oh, you're a nerd. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> right. So, you yeah. know, there you, there you go, David. All right. Yay. Um, I mm. don't know if he's back. Brian, I'm sorry, back Brian. Yet? Dustin. I was playing with Dustin. Oh, okay. I, I kind of figured. Jonathan didn't want to play. Uh, now that he works for SpaceX, he Ooh. has no time to play anymore. Oh, this that that checks out, actually, because they drive those guys that work at SpaceX like dogs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of hours they're, they, they're made to work. I know. It's funny. I know other I know other I know another guy who was in the same training group as as John Boy when he joined the military. And he's also trying to get a job at SpaceX. Oh, I think it's, it's neat. a generational thing. Yeah. 
Um, is it my turn? Yes, Brian. What's nerdy with you? Um, quite a few things. Um, you know, organs burning down. So this week has been weird. Um, I got sent home from work early on Thursday, um, because the smoke was so bad that they, they sent the kids home as school was closed. Um, I, I think the, the nerdiest thing I did this week was, um, I, so I have a discord chat for, um, Anna Meyer's, uh, Greyhawk game. So I am playing Anna's home game that's starting next month. We're playing a zero level game in the land of Greyhawk. Um, she won. It's a sandbox. So I'm going to talk in a lot of gamer terms here. It's a sandbox campaign in the shield lands of Greyhawk. We're starting at zero level. We're playing zero level for a few months. But the way the game is going to work is we have a game session where we do stuff in game. And then in between game sessions, it's sort of like play by post in Discord where we say downtime stuff. So um, it's Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Pathfinder 2nd Edition has a downtime system. We're going to use the downtime system when we're not playing in Discord. So it's sort of like we do stuff in game sessions. And then when we're not when we're not playing, you can make stuff with craft or open a business or um, raise capital to do that or you know so on and so forth but we're starting at 14 years old we're playing zero level for like four or five sessions until we actually start at first level and it's going to be really organic so nobody actually picks classes and you pick classes based on your experience in game interesting yeah a lot of people already have an idea of what they want so the nerdy thing i did was i um i'm helping anna come up with the zero level rules and Basically, I just took them directly out of the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Game Master's Guide and made some adjustments based on what I know Anna wants in the game. And we're going to we, we're scheduling a talk. I also made a first level character. I tried to make them as close to the GMG as possible just because I, I, I still want to use Hero Lab and Hero Lab Online isn't very customizable. No, <laughs> so, it's not. Can't make big changes. Um, but uh, some call it plagiarism. Others call it not reinvent the wheel. I yeah. agree. I like filing off serial numbers. Yeah, I like that. That's a good term. That was a, that was a good term, Mike, earlier when you said that. It's it's very much you know we we do that in my job a lot where it's like it's like yeah that's great but I want to add to it and it's like yeah go ahead and take what I already did and add to it because nobody wants to reinvent the shit. I don't know who coined the term file off serial numbers when it comes to game design. I I, I first Reynolds. heard it from Sean K. Reynolds. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Who I first heard it when Mike Myler just said it, so he got credit for it. I I was really happy that I got to see Sean at the last in person PaisoCon. He just he wasn't he wasn't planning on being there, and he just showed up, and it was nice to see him and say hi. He's he's a cool person. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. I I've told my Sean K. Reynolds story on the podcast before, but I will tell it again just because I like to tell it. I ordered minis from him, and I mentioned to him that it was it was bad that he posted the minis online for sale because. Um, I'm going to spend all my money on them and then I won't have money for food. And he included a whole bunch of candy bars and stuff in the box. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> it was really nice of him. Yeah, I I bought um the mini that Eric Mona used to play his unkillable barbarian, his unarmored barbarian. I bought that mini. I had to have it. Uh, Sean wrote the new Argonauts, which is what drew me back into uh, D&D after college. This awesome free supplement to turn 3.0 into uh, ancient Greece gaming. And uh, yeah, I was a mythology miner, so I'm all about that shit. Oh, nice. I converted the whole thing on my website to 5th edition. And if you uh, join the small Mike Myler Patreon, there is a like 30 page PDF that collects everything. So, yeah, nice no, it's, it's seamless plug. Very well done. <laughs> 
Um, so we have all shared our nerdy stuff. It is time for voting using the I will walk 500 milers system. Um, Mike, you have. OK, let me get this straight. We have four guests. So we have four hosts. So that's five widgets. You have five widgets. Who gets them? Brian, you didn't write down what you did. I was tracking. Oh, I, I did level zero. Oh, zero Greyhawk game. Design. That's right. Greyhawk Is game. that going to be a 5 game or just Pathfinder 2? or what? Are you Pathfinder 2-y. Okay. Um, say, because we're making downtime rules and level up. But, um, all right. So I feel like David probably deserves two points. Uh, and then I'll give one point each to Eric and Brian. And then I'm just going to abstain from my last point to be a pain in the that's a first. All right. Yeah, thought and, about it. Realized it's not and I am I am ruling that if you abstain from a point, it goes to yourself. So no! Mike Myler gets a point. <laughs> no! Um yeah, so so it is written, so show it somebody. Um I am going to give three widgets to Erica and two widgets to Mike. No explanations needed. And Erica oh, my mic. My mic muted. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I am going to give. Uh, this is very hard. Uh, because because I can totally appreciate what it means to have to lead people and also have a boss that's leading you, but somehow you have to pick up all the pieces and get all the fucking people in order. Yep. And get their shit done, and that really <laughs> speaks to me. <laughs> On a very personal level. Because uh, you're like, I have authority, but I really don't have exactly. all the authority. And it's very, very difficult to find the balance between convincing people to do what you want them to do and having to slap their hands when they fucking don't. Um, and then I also appreciate David going out into the wide world because I still do not feel comfortable going out into the wide world and doing any sort of level of shopping. Or anything, much less something of that nature, which if it's a collectible thing, I could spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours there. But then I would be very uncomfortable that I did so um, because of this whole, you know, pandemic situation. For the record, uh, they were very good about enforcing the six foot rule. Everybody was wearing masks. There was plenty of hand sanitizer stations all over the place. It was very safe. I mean, that's very good. For sure. I just like like my brain knows these things are happening everywhere because like I go to like, you know, Target and there's hand sanitizer everywhere, you know, stuff like that. But like I still haven't like because I see this as like a flea market, like and my brain still can't comprehend how on earth they can make that a sanitary situation. Mm. So I've never been to Frankenstein. So apparently it's it's better than all that. But uh, but then Brian's helping develop a level zero game, which until this moment, I had never even thought of. So all of that said, I'm like super, super, super torn. So I get five widget, right? Yes. Uh, Mike's going to get two. No, Mike's going to get. No, yeah. Mike's going to get two. David, you're going to get one. Brian, you're going to get two. That's the only way I can do it because you all had such like super cool things that I could relate to. Sorry, that was very long winded explanation i apologize apology accept and well, Brian. i have five um i'm going to um everybody had really good stuff i i do appreciate frankincense i'm a little biased because i miss going there a lot so i'm gonna give three to david 
Um, and I'm going to give, um, give you know, I'll give one to Mike and one to Erica because both are, both are cool. So, um, that'll make Mike win. Oh no, no, it doesn't. It makes you tie. You are. Yeah. So wait, what? um, What's what's this rule? Brian, (laughs) (laughs) wait, 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 wait wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, what did we get out of the combat dome? I don't want to talk to you beforehand. I got to get in the mental space. All right, so all right, uh, we have to dust off my chainsaw sword. Hold on, we haven't been in this. We don't need another hero. Get into the combat. So, oh my God, Thunderdome. (laughs) Thunderdome, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, I can't get beyond Thunderdome, so... Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to feel so bad about this. We're actually going to do the of What's Nerdy With You. The, the way this will work is Erica and I will take turns asking trivia questions to um, Mike and David. Um, we're going to do um, three questions total. Um, whoever gets the most right wins. Um, so, um, everybody cool with this? Impromptu quiz show. Impromptu quiz show. I you think know. There needs, you gotta, you gotta answer inside like five seconds so we can't get away with Googling shit. Yeah, this is it. not, this is not a, a, a ploy to fill time in a podcast we don't have a topic for at all. This is, this is already planned. You know, when we, I, I already knew that when we had a tie, this I would feel happen. like I have definitively proven that we can produce entertaining content without a topic. Yeah. We've already done it. It's not about this. Just, this is just this about me. first half. Not one to kill David in the combat. The, the I, I, well, you so, um, say you're going to kill me, but I'm the one with the chainsaw sword. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> that thing touches the ground for one second, and it's functionally worthless. Well, it turns into a lightsaber eventually. So. Oh, oh, is that what it does? Okay. <laughs> Look, once I earn enough experience points, it levels up from chainsaw sword to lightsaber. I see how. Alright, so um, the first person I hear say ding gets to answer the question first um if you say ding before i finish asking the question ding. I stop asking <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the answer david uh, <laughs> uh 40 42 all right david gets the first point all right second question <laughs> Um, so, um, there is a really, really popular movie trailer going around right now for a movie Ding called Dune. Um, that is incorrect, Mike. Oh. Um, David, would you like to try to answer the and now, Please continue the question, because I don't know what you're saying. All right, Mike cannot answer this question. It is okay. for Dave. Um, there is a really popular movie trailer going around right now for a movie called Dune. Um, who wrote the book that this movie is based on? Oh, uh, shit. I don't know that uh, name. I don't One, know his name. Two. I give ooh, 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 me. I'd like to phone a friend, Erica. Frank Herbert. Uh, yes. Frank so Herbert. Erica gets point in the combat dome. Excellent <laughs> of uh, audience member reaching out and and punching one of the people while they're while they're in their battle. Um, so you're, so far, we're not playing the the Star Trek fight music though. <laughs> da, 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 there we go. Um, so the only person who has gotten a point so far is Mike and Erica. Uh, excuse me. Oh, David and Erica. Um, Damn, I, I see where the bias. I see where the bias for this goes. Fine. I'm gonna no, take I my Death Star and go. All right, have, Erica, it is your turn. I have a question. Okay, 
This one blew my mind, so I'll be very, very surprised. What do James Vanderbeek, Anna Paquin, and Mark Hamill have in common? Ding. You got to give them a chance first, Brian. I, no, I don't. <laughs> all right, Brian, what? They are all, all actors. Stream movie? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I, I just know they're actors. Lame like a birthday or something? No, it's not lame at all. It's super cool. Okay. okay, tell me. I give up. They all did the voices for Castle in the Sky for Studio Ghibli. Oh, that is cool. Neat. I know. I had no fucking idea. I was like, what? Because those are not names you'd be like, oh, yeah, these guys. Well, it's a really nerdy question. That's very, it's, that's that's a hard one. I, I When yeah, you do that, when you, the, who, these actors, what do they have in common? People oh, who I guess know I should have been more specific than wrong. that. No, it's I, no, I I I think it's good. It's super hard. It's great for the combat dome. <laughs> um, all right, I need to kind of. Um, all right, um, I'm going to ask YouTube question. Oh bloody hell! Yeah. Why you don't watch YouTube? Uh, I do, but not not everybody watches all the same stuff. So, um, YouTube is okay. I'm starting my question now. YouTube is a streaming service that is one of the first video upload services on the internet. Um, a few years back, YouTube introduced a paid service um, that right now is called YouTube Premium. When it was originally released, Jeez, it was called YouTube Red. All right, we are even. Yeah. We have one more question left to break the tie. Whoever gets this right wins the game. Erica, what mm-hmm. is the question? Um, okay, the question is, in the Harry Potter series... <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I might actually get this. Go ahead. Uh, a particular character is a wizard and doesn't have a wand. Who is uh, it? Ding. Uh, it's uh, Hagrid, the big Incorrect. burly guy with the hair. Oh, Incorrect. He has a wand. It's in an umbrella. Correct. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, it's just a very heterosexual umbrella, right? It's Not purple. Confused about anything. Oh, maybe it isn't. If memory serves, it's large and purple. Uh, oh, character is a wizard but doesn't have a wand. Uh, was that the right answer? Is that what you had in mind, Erica? Mm-mm, no, it's a trick question. Four. Oh, okay. Oh, the wizard well, uh-huh. that doesn't have a wand. Five seconds passed. You just said it's a trick question, so there is no there is no correct answer. No, well, it's Ron Weasley because Juan got broken and it was never fixed. Oh, is that the name of the actor or the character? The character, Ron Weasley. <laughs> she named one of her characters Weasley. Okay. What? Right. Nothing. Nothing. There's, nothing, nothing. You don't know Harry Potter, Mike? I specifically do not know Harry Potter. Mike. Oh, no, that's not fair. I think it's. There's no fair. way he was going to get that. Oh, to be fair, there was no way I was going to get that. And I've read all the books and seen all the movies. <laughs> Wasted all this time. Yeah, he never got his own one. He had to borrow one, and he he never got a, his own one back. Oh, that is a dirty trick question. I approve. <laughs> um, so I. I think we're still going. Mike, I think um, we need to team up and go against them because they're obviously <laughs> just enjoying our torture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, the, okay. The hunters must be Lightning from the challenge. The first of you ask a question that stumps both of us wins. Oh, man. Um, you Brian, can work are you sure you want to do that? Okay. Uh, how is it that the atomic clocks in global positioning satellites need to be readjusted every week or so uh, to match with the time here on the planet's surface. They have to match the electromagnetic electromagnetic core because of the fluctuation. 
Okay. Erica, do you have an answer? No, that seems really good. Okay. Uh, that's not right, though. Time is relative to the largest gravitational body, and their distance away from the Earth makes time pass different for those satellites. So if they are not readjusted, uh, like I said, every week or so, for the couple of microseconds that are different from time here on the surface of the planet, then they will all go out of whack. You won't be able to map quest. A whole bunch of other stuff will break. I actually knew that. That's awesome. All right. Well, that didn't stump either of us because we actually did have an answer. The definition of stumped is we can't answer the question. Um, we were, I was wrong, but I did answer it. David, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could get, like, stupid technical about, so, uh, technical about something I know neither of you have any idea about, but to quote-unquote stump, because you just blew out an answer, therefore you're never stumped. You're never stumped because you gave an answer. So uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure this is an actual uh, oh, contest no, we can win. It's completely unfair and, like, and completely broken. I'm filling for time. We don't have a topic today. I noticed. <laughs> we have to fill for time although i say to the rules i have you know i think it's something that we have to generally think that uh part of the nerdy culture is going to have like like a majority is gonna have like like they a lot of people know harry potter a lot of people know you know Studio Ghibli. A, a lot of people Huh? Half the people in this chat. To be right? fair, I, to be fair, I work in the, the aerospace about industry. The I have nothing to do with the space industry. I'm it... not worried. I'm not talking about your question, Mike. Okay. I'm talking oh, I'm about what David's talking about. Calm your britches. Right. What I'm saying <laughs> is, there's lots of things like All we right. could. We, I could sit here and ask you guys all sorts of stuff about the right. law. Because fair that's enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like. Very well. But I got a, I, I got a great question. And uh, okay. Brian, no googling. Um, who is the imperial commander in charge of the Maw installation? David wins. <laughs> 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 Holy crap! I can't even make up an answer to that. <laughs> the moth guy from from the Yoda thing. I can't remember. What no, the Mandalorian moth. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, guy. no. So no, her name. Her it's name was expanded universe. No. Her name was Admiral Dalla, and mm. uh, she uh, was a subordinate under Grand Moff Tarkin when he ran the Maw installation. Which is where they developed the Death Star laser. I, you know, I think that this game, because of the nature of it, everyone wins. And at the same time, no one won. <laughs> <laughs> Especially our list, because when it they comes had to the co- to when it comes to the three minutes of us talking about nothing and not even getting to a no topic. I mean, we when did it, when it we, comes to the case. This was the of end the, of uh, What's Dirty With You. And it's 53 minutes into the episode. This when, is a record. Look, when it comes to the case of the Nerd Podcast Radio Combat Dome, there are no winners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, we, you know, before the episode started, we talked about nerdy rants. Um, we talked about yeah. things you get really passionate about, rant about. Um, we got about 35 minutes left of the episode. So I would like to have enough time for all of us to kind of rant about something. So, um, you know, my uh, with the nature of a rant, they can go on forever. So let's try to limit them as much as possible. But, we, you know, I want to get into some of our ranty topics. Um, when I say ranting about something nerdy, Mike Myler, what do you think of? Uh, well, I'm going to keep going on the gravity, but I find it terribly interesting. I always thought that time is 
time as a linear force never made a lot of sense to me, um, because so much of our, our like actual experiences are not not tied down to time. Like you can think and place yourself in the past. We often do all the time. We're, I mean, technically, we're always living just because of how light works. But um, yeah, like so. Mike, you, I need to pause you because you're about to get real deep and I'm going to actually listen. Oh, OK. Two things. One, I love you for bringing up this topic because I have these type discussions with my brother all the time about gravity and how important it is and how it's relative to time and matter and all those sort of things. Second, I'm hungover. So this is a terrible time for us to be having this conversation. (laughs) So while I'm probably not going to say a lot, I just want you to know I'm intently listening. <laughs> All I know about gravity is it's the law and I obey the law. <laughs> yeah, we, we've only recently gained the ability to like detect gravity in a way other than like the effects of gravity, but like actually yeah, gravitational waves. Gravity that was crazy. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was like what, three years ago, two years ago? Yeah. yeah, it was like two or three years ago. And I remember when that, that news article dropped, I about lost my shit. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But nobody around me thought it was like so. You need to hang around better people. You don't well, need that husband- kind of negativity. Yeah. In your life. No, my husband did, but where I work, like nobody's really into science in that way. So that's, like that's what I'm saying. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead, Mike. I used to work at a lot of Chinese restaurants. It was always always a, a stretch to find good discussion topics. But um, <laughs> I work with attorneys, so yeah. The, the, I mean, at least everybody's got a good, strong grasp of the English language. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, but trust me, they want to argue everything. And if they don't know anything about it, they're still going to argue with you. Oh, yeah. One of my best friends is a, a lawyer. And he's like, hey, man, I need to make a quick logo for my wife. Can I can can I can you help me? I'm like, OK, sure. Like, here's some freeware. Here's some direction. He's like, this isn't what I want at all. I wanted this to be done in like five minutes. Why do I have to learn skills and stuff? It's like, I'm sorry. It's your first <laughs> time using a fucking imaging program. You think you're going to be Picasso? Like, take a seat. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, the basic premise here is that time is relative to the largest gravitational body uh, nearby. Right. So uh, on the surface of the Earth, we experience time the same way the whole time. because Most of us never leave the surface of the Earth. But like I mentioned earlier, the, the geosynchronous satellites that give us GPS and uh, allow for Internet communications across the world, a whole bunch of things uh, have atomic clocks. Atomic clocks are unique in that they measure time by the decay of the isotopes inside. Right. So like it's 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 a it's a foolproof watch, essentially. And I'm going to touch on, on how that works in a second. Uh, but yeah, they need to be readjusted every every week or so for a couple of microseconds. Otherwise, uh, stuff starts to break because the satellites are actually experiencing time. Uh, I believe it is slightly slower than us. Yeah, and for those of us. you listening that don't understand, it's essentially daylight savings time for the satellite. Uh, it's it's similar. It's, yeah, it's more or like not they're, daylight saving times. I pre, I apologize. Leap year. Yeah, leap year. A, yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like leap year itself is a good example because like there is no actual extra day every four years. Every year has an extra 0.25 days on it, and we just tack them all together into a single year instead of spreading it out across. So um. Yeah, I, and like the the atomic clock thing. So if you were to remove yourself from the effects of gravity entirely, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure is not possible, even if you are millions of light years away from the nearest gravitational body, that's a value. It's just a very small value. Uh, time would stop being relative. To, or the other part of time is propagation. Propagation speed is uh, the, basically the, the velocity of, of molecules whenever 
um, a reaction or uh, uh, yeah, whenever a reaction occurs. So like say you have a isotope that is decaying, whenever the reaction of its decay occurs, there's a propagation uh, involved with the molecules that are fraying off of it. And that's what the atomic clock regulates and translates into time. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you were managed to like you're out, you know, billions of light years from the nearest star or planet, uh, what would happen to my my big query that I'm always thinking about? Like, would time essentially stop or would like your ship count as a gravitational body or does would your body just count as a gravitational body? And um, I don't know. I think it's why the Russians sent geckos up into space to fuck. I think they just wanted to have like any like biological life form effect that they could measure uh, from the the slightly dilated time uh, in the orbit of the planet as opposed to on the surface. I think this is something that they kind of talk about in like Ender's Game, where where they're talking about. Uh, I mean, in 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 any really sci-fi, because they do it in Ender's Game. There's a series called We Are Bob, where it's like a huge thing about how time is passing differently in space, depending on whether or not you're traveling from place to place and what the gravitational well is of a planet versus over here. Like like they in in that book, they really 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 cover it. It's very very neat the way they explain like they go to well i say they and it's really just a spaceship but they go to one planet and the gravitational pull of that planet is so strong that you know it's like 30 minutes here is really three hours there within the same same um yeah the higher gravity the slower experience time so like uh, right outside of a black hole everything is supposed to uh, seconds are supposed to be stretched into like days yeah, yeah. And in, in this book, they're talking about that. They're talking about how like the gravitational pull of this planet, it's really, it's so strong and it's within the solar system. It's not as strong as the sun of the solar system, clearly, yeah. but, um, but it it's so strong that the the time on the planet is like 30 minutes to, to one of the people that land, but the spaceship orbiting it it's been like three hours or something and they start panicking that this person is dead or so like they they talk about that particular difference so i think i think bringing up not only the fact that this is a very cool and nerdy thing that i think a lot of people don't don't think about i mean if we started applying this real world physics to star wars we have a big fucking problem but (laughs) But there are sci-fi book and and shows like I think The Expanse really talks about gravity. I don't think it talks about it in the form of time, but it definitely talks about the the effect of gravity on the physical body or lack thereof. Um, but I think that it's it's a very important important part of science fiction. So Interstellar is all about time dilation. Yeah, it's one where she goes near the speed of light, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, the speed of light uh, also because your mass increases yeah. a whole shit ton, and that means you're the nearest gravitational body. So guess what gets slower? Well, well at I, least in your experience, time will lower. I like yeah. Interstellar where they they like slingshot through the singularity. Um, but the robot did it first, and I wanted to play an RPG where I played that robot. Like what happened to him after he went through the singularity? Because we never find out. I mean, we assume it was destroyed. There was a book written by Joe Haldeman called The Forever War that deals with uh, going through uh, celestial gates and dealing with moving at uh, relative relativistic speeds and how all that works with time dilation. It's a very interesting book. I just want to say nicely done, Mike. You oh, know, we well, talk about we talk about very shallow topics most of the time. I, I don't think I was ever really impacted by how intelligent you are. <laughs> 
yeah, thank you. I uh, I am what I am. Well, I think that's because we spent a lot of time talking about pop culture and things we enjoy because you want to talk about the things you enjoy. And a lot of us enjoy science and enjoy oh. talking about science, too. But it's not always the thing that a lot of people want to talk about. Like if I, I had to explain, like, I'm not kidding, my brother, uh, he's not a very scientific person at all. He was talking about how, you know, you know, gravity's not even that big of a deal. This was like four weeks ago. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Gravity is everything. Let me tell you about this. And I kind of went on a rant like Mike did and explaining why important, like how important gravity is and how it is literally the glue that is holding the universe together or pushing it apart. However you want to look at it. You know, they, the observable you know, universe anyway. The observable universe. Yeah. And uh, and it just became like a three hour conversation with me trying to convince him that gravity was important. <laughs> it was more than the fact that you're on the ground. I should so. I should clarify that I am mostly just a stoner that thinks about stuff. And I typically run things through uh, my buddy Benji, who is a brain scientist for Mount Sinai in New York City and oh. very, 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 very smart. I'm I'm like I'm like borderline clever. Benji is legitimately <laughs> smart. Yeah, I put on a good show. You dropped the little bomb that you were a mytho mytho mythology miner, so that's going to be an episode at some point. Oh, fuck or, yeah. Unless we did. Unless we did have you I on for mythology, mythology episode. I don't remember. I mean, I can do it all day, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Not so yet. There is, a, um, there is a GM I know who can get very passionate um, at his games. I have been... Um, I have been in the middle of screaming matches with him before, so I know he is very good at ranting. David, what do you yes. want to rant about? Oh, geez, I don't. I, I'm. I don't have a a thing I'm overly ranty about at the moment. I I've been fairly rant free these past few months for good reason. I'm trying to you know not stress as much and keep things on a on a downward. I'm sorry, heel. I'm just blown away that you guys had screaming matches at a table. Oh yeah. Well, oh, he's yeah. Well, you know when someone's wrong and doesn't want to admit it, they you you fight about it. Yeah, I I agree. When David's wrong and he doesn't want to admit it, uh, when, when, Bri when Brian's wrong and thinks he's right, I have not shut up about to it. The table of my uh, high school GM like lives like you know two blocks away from me, even though we you know moved from our original neighborhood uh, because of yeah yeah sometimes like he retconned this game we were playing three sessions in a row and I just lost my fucking shit. I threw my hands in the eye. I was like, what the fuck is the point? I'm out of here. <laughs> and like we're still friends, and I hire him uh, to write stuff sometimes, but I'm not sitting at Chris's table. Oh, oh wow. No, sir. Like, um, I remember, I think the most dramatic thing that ever happened is Brian was GMing one of our games, and uh, <laughs> and his brother got upset they were fighting, and I don't remember who it was. And he stood up and he goes, I'm done, and just ripped his character sheet in half. <laughs> Oh. And I was like, I think we're done. <laughs> I think that's oh, the man. most dramatic I've ever seen. I think the reason why I'm a good GM now is because I've learned what not to do because of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you know, there comes a time in every GM's life where they do something that is just dumb one way or the other. And yes, if the players good. don't push back against it, you don't learn how dumb that was. I, I, I will talk about the screaming match. Um, we were both wrong. And when we figured it out, we both went, oh, um, it was an argument over initiative. And That's it right. was just, and it That's had to do right. with, oh my God. It, it was in Pathfinder first edition. And it uh, had to do with, um, readying actions and where you fall in initiative. And, yeah. and, oh, we, we were, that was heated. We, oh, yeah. Man. 
and we both made a mistake in our logic. And then when when we figured it out, we were both like, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I was wrong. Sorry. But it that's was kind great. Of, that's kind of funny. My friend uh, Matt and I did that once. We worked together uh, at Verizon and we were trying to figure out there's like a new set of headphones that came out. And um, he was saying they were wired and I was saying they were Bluetooth. And um, but we couldn't figure it out uh, because all we had was this play. Um, and then we looked it up and it could be both. And so I looked at it once we figured it out together, we looked at each other and it was just, it was a perfect semblance of exactly how different and how alike we are. Because at the exact same time, we both said, oh, so we were both. And then I said, right. And he said, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just one of those like comical moments. And that's what I kind of see when you're telling me that story is like you were were both like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. No one likes to be told they're wrong or that that they don't know what they're talking about. But I pride myself on being the kind of person where if you show me that I'm wrong and I'll, I'll, my first response is, oh, well, I was wrong. All right, please educate because, uh, yeah, there's and there, I honestly a lot of people don't the, do that. I think that the cause of the argument wasn't the rules. I think the cause of the argument was, or was it a convention? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to be, Brian's dying. Well, so. with the air quality out there, it's understandable. Yeah, it's, I'm sure uh, that's what it is. Breathe, man, um, breathe. The, um, I think the cause of the argument was we're at a convention and exhaustion is something that happened. Yeah. Fatigue definitely plays a part in a lot of that. Yeah, my my favorite my favorite um, thing of watching someone who was completely done at a con who was just upset about something and it didn't erupt into yelling was I was at um, David's friend Grant's table. And one of of the players was playing a witch in Pathfinder first edition. Oh, and we got almost to the end of the of the thing. We'd gone through a few encounters and Grant just goes, you win. Here's your chronicle sheet. And I went, yeah, but we're not done. We still have more to go. I'm not going to sit through the witch just ending each encounter. So we're you win. We're done. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean we were having a blast, but we were both. I I didn't include that we were both playing witches. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so it was just a perfect like character to counter what was happening. Well, we would get to a place where we would get to a place where the annoying witch rules didn't matter. Like it would be like a creature that was immune to sleep, and it would be like, well, I've prepared for this, and he'd be like, so have I, and it, would, and it was like it it was to the point where. It didn't matter. I, I remember. I, I've heard this story from the GM's perspective. It didn't matter what the encounter was. It didn't matter what the creatures they were facing or anything. They had. It was just. It was no fight lasted longer than a couple rounds because witches are OP. <laughs> yeah. With and he was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Here you go. Yeah, and, after a while, it's, I don't even want to try anymore because you're just gonna beat it in a round and a half. So moving on. <laughs> I wanted to keep going. We were having fun. I'm sorry he wasn't. <laughs> Well, again, uh, fatigue and knowing Grant, that was probably like the fifth game he'd run that con. <laughs> um, yeah, I shout out to my friend Eric that was playing the other witch. It was it was such a funny thing that we both decided let's just Uh-oh. both play witches. And yeah, I don't remember who else was playing. I I think that was also part of the problem in that we were spotlighting because no one really got to do anything because we would just yeah. end the encounters right away. 
<clears throat> yeah, which SGM is frustrating because, you know, you're trying to, to the whole purpose of a lot of the Pathfinder Society games are all based on these encounters. And if, you know, if, if everything's done before anything can actually get going, it's very boring for the people that aren't necessarily the ones that are doing the actions. Yeah, I, I my had... friend Kathy and I did something similar. We avoided all the the combat in a game because, you, you know, like sometimes like you have to have the combat to move the story forward. But then other times it's just random combat and we were both very sneaky characters. So we were like always like alerted of what was happening before. So we're like, do we have to fight this? No. And so we basically led our team, what should have been a four hour game turned into 40 minutes. Because yeah. we let our team around everything and just took out the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if, 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 if you want to rant, I've got a good rant about Pathfinder players. Oh, feel free. <laughs> Look, if you're going to a Pathfinder game to play, you should know what your character can do and have a plan for what you want to do on your turn before it comes to it. Spending 20 minutes to take your six-second turn as you flip through pages and pages of crap you should already know you can do is so infuriating because you're you're slowing the gameplay down to a crawl. Everybody else at the table wants you to hurry up. It's, oh my god, how do you not know how to do this? Why do you have to every turn go, uh, I'm gonna, uh, no, I can't do this, uh, no, I can't do this, uh, uh, no, I can't do this, uh, oh, can I do this? No, uh, uh, flip, 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 uh, like, dude, figure out what you're gonna do before it becomes your turn. It's not that What's hard. What's funny is David was actually doing a voice there that sounds like a specific player that plays a cons that I think that he I has not gotten me- frustrated with before. I am not, me- I am not saying any names. <laughs> I'm gonna be in defense of this person that I don't know. And the reason I am is, to your point, David, I don't think it should take 20 minutes. That it is it has extensive. before, though. That's the problem. That's fair. You should, you should have some idea. But as a person that, like, you can drop a rogue in front of me and we can do this shit all day long, no problem, because I've played so many rogues. But if I'm playing something I've never played before, like a druid, and if it's got all these spells and I have all these things, you know, like, I'm not confident enough in the character to know what the best course of action is. I know what I can do, but what is the best course of action for whatever the situation is? So I can see both sides. Like, it took me a while to figure out how to play an orc, but once I got it, I loved it. Great. But it did take me, you know, a few games to really flesh out how to play an oracle to an effect. Okay. This is the the caveat for this is it's not a particular character class. It's every single session, no matter which character is played. What's going on is they're they're looking at their phone or some shit when it's not their turn. And then they when it is their turn, they jump in. They haven't paid attention to anything that's going on. And Uh... then they. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't that is, somebody. That is a big part of it, but yeah. yes, <laughs> and that's a big. That's always been a big pet peeve for me as people GMs who are like, never it's not allowed phones at the table. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, my... at a con, we can't really do that. But... Yeah, <laughs> and my one of my big pet peeves is people who literally will say, "Well, it's not my turn. Why should I pay attention?" Exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, because you know, it's, it's a, a game. Ta- it's a tactical game. You should know. Yeah. I mean, especially in combat, you should know what's going on. It's well, if, if I, you have to ask everybody else at the table 
people what's going on more than once, I get very upset because it's like, why aren't you paying attention? <laughs> I mean, by definition, they're co-op games. Everybody is supposed to be working together because if we don't all work together, nobody wins. I I I, I played at a game once where I literally had um I literally had GM I literally had players tell me don't help them, let them make their own decisions, and I'm like, well, I would understand if you would think that I was playing their character for them. I wasn't, but we're not in competition with each other, right? I'm not supposed to help them. That doesn't make sense. And I, I see the attitude coming to people who come to role playing games from like Warhammer. Yeah. And they have trouble divorcing that competition aspect out where, you know, I'll be like someone, I, I, I literally had this happen in a game where, um, a player was moving, they were playing a pre-gen and I said, Hey, when you move your character, you might want to move here. So you have flank and you get flanked to someone else. And I, I had a, I had a, um, a player say, play your own character, man. And I'm like, you realize if she gets flanking, it helps everybody, right? Why are you having uh, a problem with this? <laughs> some people are weird like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. The amount of, the amount of, you know, they, they bitch that, that things aren't cooperative enough yet. When people try and help other people out, they bitch at them for being helpful. It's like, dude, you can't have it both ways. It's not a contest. We're trying to win as a team. We're not trying to. There's no trophies. Heather and I had a miserable time in an online game once because um, I was told not to help her. And she was like, but I'm really uncomfortable playing this character. I kind of need some help. And they were like, nope, you have to learn it yourself. Ask the GM wow. if you need help. And it was like, what? Why? What? Are you just? Yeah, wow. it was. I, I don't I don't get the no communication between players. I, I, I've been told that it's meta and it's like we're playing a game. <laughs> there is meta. Right. There's there's meta. Then there's not uh, talking at the table about what to do on your turn is not met. You know, looking looking in a book once you've identified a monster to see its stat block. Yeah, that's the kind of shit you shouldn't do at a table. But, you know, talking amongst yourselves of plans of things you could do or things you should be doing is what you should be doing. That's that's how you win the game yeah i have no problem like if someone said if someone's doing like a recall knowledge in a game and for their knowledge they go how many hit points does it have i have absolutely no problem with answering that question I really don't. I can. And, and if someone says that's meta, I could be like, well, you know that it's a healthy creature, but I'm telling you in game terms because it's what you as a player would know. I'm not going to try to mask it in immersion terms because that's not helpful information. Right. I, I have no problem with using meta information to come to to communicate thing in games. I think immersion should be done in descriptive terms. Immersion shouldn't be everything where you're trying to strip the rules out of the game and make the game harder to understand. Yeah. I think I got my rant out of the way. Erica, Yay. you got anything? Oh, did she step away? I wasn't with the chat. She's muted. No, I was oh, muted. Okay. Sorry. Um... No, I think, uh, gosh, I mean, I feel very passionately about lots of things, but for the most part, I don't think I ever really rant about them. I tell people why they're wrong, but I don't think I ever get like angry about it. Have I don't you think a rant has to be angry. Something? I think a rant can be controlled and scary as hell. <laughs> scary as hell? What, what, or what are you trying to say right now? <laughs> I have uh, heard argue, like somebody says something stupid and then you get really stone cold and explain <laughs> to them why the thing they said is wrong. And it yeah. is not angry. It is very deliberate. <laughs> 
I would consider that a rant. I don't think a rant has to be spitting, yelling. I think yeah. a rant can be, let me explain to you why that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. But I do that all the time to people all the time. Like, I can't help it. It's almost like a, like, it's almost like you feel like I'm a teacher that needs to educate the world because people do that. Like in, in the office where I work, like people will say stuff and it is blatantly not correct, whether it's work related or social related or whatever it is. Like they are not, those are not facts. And I have to stop <laughs> every time. And I go, while I appreciate your opinion, opinions are not facts. And this is why you are wrong. And then I go back to doing whatever it was <laughs> that I was doing. So I feel like that's just how I talk to people most of the time, which is why a lot of people either really like me or really hate me. There's really no in between. So I don't think I have a particular thing that I can rant about. I know that's a cop out, but I, re I really don't. Like, we can talk about all sorts of things. Like, I did not expect to have a conversation about gravity with Mike today, and that was awesome. So, I have a rant ready that's not gaming related. What? what? I work in IT. Oh, right. oh, go <laughs> um, for it. <laughs> do not call me on the phone and ask me if I think you should reboot your computer. Reboot your computer. <laughs> then, if it doesn't work, call me. <laughs> <laughs> more than once a day i get my printer isn't working should i turn it off and turn it back on well if you knew that why did you call turn it off and turn it back on i can't fathom why that needs checking it, we've never told anyone don't turn your printers off we've always said turn your devices off and turn them back on when you have a problem why would you call me to get permission to turn it off back on and and to, to the opposite side of that whenever like my internet stops working at my house and i go through and i flip off and my modems and my routers and i flip them back on and i hit the reset button and i go through I like all Basic fucking troubleshooting steps before I call Time Warner, or it's not Time Warner, no, it's Spectrum. Before I call Spectrum, and they're like, Have you powered it off? Yes, I've done A, B, C, D, E. Now I'm calling you. And they're like, Well, let's go through the steps again. Well, no, because, well, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> they have to do that over the phone because they're following a script. If they don't follow the script, they get in trouble. That's the whole reason they do that with you over the phone. Oh, yeah. I tell yeah. them no every time. No, I'm not doing that. I just did all of that. I get now, pretty lucky try with to ping my modem and see what kind of signals it's getting, because that's what you can do on your end. Yeah, I get pretty lucky with these are the thing before they even talk. I say this is the problem I'm having and these are the things I've done. And if they jump to the script rather than telling them I'm not gonna, I go, OK, what's the first step? All right. Yeah. I, I do the on. same thing. It's like, yeah, yep. I turned it off and turned it back on. All right. What's the next step? Okay. I did it. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I do the exact same thing. It's like, yep. Did it. All right. Yeah. It's back on. Uh huh. Uh huh. That takes too long because you've literally <laughs> got to wait 30 seconds and pretend nope, nope. like that I thing is don't, back I, I on. Don't, I don't wait 30 seconds. I just like, yep. Did it. It's back on. <laughs> yeah. I, I do it in like seconds. And they're like, how did you do it that quick? I don't know. I don't know. It just worked that fast. I did it. What's next? <laughs> Magic. I just tell them no. I'm like, no, I did A, B, C, D. Now I'm calling you. I'm not doing them all over again. What's the next step? Like, you know what's miraculous about this is we just gave Erica something to rant about. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't. That is true. <laughs> something that will make me rant is I don't like people pretending like I'm a fucking idiot. 
Like, if I don't know something, I will be like, oh, I don't know. Tell me more about these things. But if I know something or, like, this is just basic fucking life information that everybody should have, like, if it's not working, turn it off and turn it back on. I mean, these are things that people should just know at this point. We have had computers for how fucking long? And they're running our world. Everybody should be able to do this shit. But... You say that, but I know people that don't own anything electronic and wouldn't know how to turn it on. I mean, I got a phone call once from my mom asking me how to turn her PC on. Yeah, I had people that had phones that would bring me there. I had this old guy. He was fantastic. Uh, He'd come in. I'm pretty sure he had dementia, but he would come in every three weeks or so and say there was something wrong with his phone. And it would always be that he didn't turn it on. So I'd be like, you have to hold this button down and it turns it on. Oh, oh, okay. And then one day he got really upset trying to call his friend, but his friend wasn't answering. So his phone was broken because his friend wasn't answering. And it was a three hour argument with this guy that we cannot make his friend answer his phone. We don't know why, but your phone is ringing. It's working. You can call people. But this, because he couldn't reach this one friend, it was a three-hour argument. Yeah, but that's... That made me really sad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a medical condition, though. That's not the guy's fault. That's No, it's not his fault at all. But yeah. that's what I'm talking about, is his generation was so removed from technology, to your point, David, that even though he did have slight dementia, it was very slight. That he still, like, he expected, this is what he expected, and I guess I should have clarified this. So you call, right? And you, and eventually it goes to voicemail or, or an answering machine, right? He expected the phone to continue to ring until he hung it up because that's how the old phones work. It would just ring and ring and ring and ring because there was no answering service. So he was just so disconnected from like technology itself. Like it wasn't his fault that he just couldn't make that leap is what I was trying to say. Okay. Can I get it? Am I, is my mic working or not? What is, yes, I can hear okay. you. Yeah, so yeah. like older antiquated technology, you can't just keep turning on and off. You will break your fucking engine or your car manifold or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are problems with constantly reigniting something in antiquated technology. So there's a fear with the new technology that they're going to repeat. Like, oh, I don't want to accidentally break the ignition switch of the computer tower here, not knowing there is no such thing as ignition. That makes sense. I never thought about it yeah, that I way. Yeah, I never thought about it that way either. It's yeah, true, like we talked about mechanical stuff stuff, it can break yeah that's a good point um so we are out of time um this episode kind of went off the rails but in really unexpected fun ways to be fair we didn't have any rails to begin with so how did it go off of i've been sitting Um, here doing rails the whole time (laughs) (laughs) that is a different kind of rail my friend and dude why aren't you sharing no no i stopped doing cocaine in college it's terrible for the environment (laughs) everyone involved Cocaine's bad for everyone. Everybody now we have a topic for bonus episode. Um, <laughs> so um, the Nerd Podcast Radio Podcast has in their possession an extra-dimensional portal. I would like to let everyone know that the extra-dimensional portal is missing. If you have any details about what happened to the Nerd Podcast Radio extra-dimensional portal, please um, message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Um, we don't have a lot of information about it. Um, we all were u- using it for episode planning, and then it was gone. And the only evidence was this insane laugh we all kept on hearing through the portal. How? Um, Wait, 
Wait, wait, wait, wait, Brian. Um, Erica, where's Amelia? Oh, um, I thought she was in Tennessee. So um, we're going to be finding out what happened. Um, if you have information, please let us know on the Facebook page. Um, if that information is cool, we will probably use that in regards to where the portal is. And um, I mean, if it's useful... <laughs> We'll definitely talk about it. Um, and um, we're at the part of the episode where Mike pr- promotes his stuff. Mike, what's going on? Um, I guess probably you should talk about Level Up again. So uh, you can find out stuff at levelup5e.com. There is, we're releasing playtest play packets as we go about making this advanced version of 5th edition. Uh, so right now I think there's like a 76-page playtest packet for Origin. So you pick like a, a heritage and, and a uh, culture. And that's how you uh, make, and then a background like normal. And then um, I think that might get more intricate later on. But yeah, there's a lot of free content coming out that we want people's opinions on. And uh, it's very exciting. It'd be very cool. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what, what can I tell you about what's going to be in there? There's going to be a warlord class. Uh, so if you want to be marshalling around people, that'll be an option. I am fighting hard to include something called the card caster, which is just the most innovative spell caster I've seen. Uh, you get a randomized spell list. So like you, you like literally have a deck of cards you pull from like tarot cards, although we made like a uh, thing so you can use, you know, uh, bicycle playing cards if you have them. But, um, yeah, like what cards you have in your hand determine what spells you have access. Uh, so it's very fun to play. Very cool. Oh, that's very um, if yeah. people want to know about the product, where do they go? Uh, levelup5e.com. Uh, you can sign up for the mailing list and get notified whenever the playtests go out and all that other good stuff. Awesome. The World also has a forum. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we talked about all sorts of stuff today. I think a highlight for me was um, Mike, Mike's um, Gravity Rant. Um, the listening to listening to um, Erica being really happy she doesn't work at Verizon anymore was always is always cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm super happy about that. Uh, I, um, I, um, David and I could probably rant about Pathfinder a lot. I I tried to rein it in as much as possible. I, (laughs) I did not talk about grappling. I wanted to talk about grappling so bad. Um, but you want, um, you want the, the five minutes, the five minute argument or the full half hour? Um, so, um, that is it for our episode. I have been Super Vinger Bright. I was joined by David the Bolt the Third. Bye, everybody. Curse Smurf Erica. Bye. And I would walk 500 milers. Ball. <laughs> stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Ball. Oh, uh, Erica, say goodbye. Brian, cut her off? No. Show. 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 Show.